The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Sherbarks. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Best Football Show Pod, Odyssey Sports. Make sure you have it in all your podcast feeds. Make sure you have that Odyssey app, too. You get all the podcasts, all the latest podcasts, uh, right there in your phone. So it works out. Special guest today, man. It's been far too long. Ross Tucker, NFL Odyssey Insider. And Ross, man, I appreciate you taking time from the Taylor Swift uh, concert, you know, the the summer tour, to... uh, to talk some NFL with me, man. How you doing? <laughs> oh, man, that was so awesome. I wish I could go again at, uh, <laughs> somewhere, but it's time to work, man. It's like I say to my wife. I don't remember back in the day, like Dunkin' Donuts, and the guy would wake up, and he'd be like, time to make the donuts. <laughs> I, I mean, for you, ESP, and for me, yeah. it's time to make the donuts, man. I'll be there. Um, I'll be at – the Novacare Complex on Thursday for with the players reporting, and I'm I'm doing nice. a, a training camp show for the Eagles and a bunch of other teams have already reported. I mean, the Jets have been practicing for like days, and uh, a week from Thursday's the Hall of Fame game. You know, and, and as you know, once the train starts going down the tracks, uh, there's no stopping it, and it goes for a while. And let me tell you, man, training camp is my favorite time of the year because I feel like, hey, it's just the excitement of it. But also, it's awesome watching these guys practice up close. You obviously played in the league, so so you're used to it. But just seeing how everyone looks, seeing who's improved, seeing who hasn't. So what I want to get into with you today is, hey, we're going to talk about AFC as well. Let's be honest. We're here in Philadelphia. You know, you you do a lot of work for WIP. I want to start with the NFC and kind of ask you a question that really we've been debating 
all offseason, whether it be on the Go Birds pod, whether it be on the best daily football show. How, like, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, should they be worried about any other team? Is there another team that when they play their best can beat the Eagles? Or is this season really going to be about can the Eagles stay healthy and can they just kind of avoid that Super Bowl hangover? It's a good question. Um, a couple of things. First of all, um, if you can find a way to go to training camp, I highly encourage people to do that. Um, I know it's kind of invite only or whatever uh, the mm. format is there, but um, you know that had a huge impact on me, Elliot, when I was a kid going to Westchester uh, University for Eagles training camp and to see the guys uh, up close and personal, yeah. just to see how big they are. Like, I just think people, like if you saw Jordan Mailata, you know, or or Landon Dickerson or some of these guys, I just think people would be blown away by what they look like. And now, now that I've been retired 15 years, Elliot, I look at guys like Fletcher Cox or Jordan Davis or some of these guys and just think, Really? Like I did that? Like I, like I, like and you're a like, big guy yourself, I, man. But. I stood between that guy and where he wanted to go and thought that that was a good idea. You know, well, now you're talking football with me. So I guess we, uh, we got the answer to, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, so here's what I've been saying about the NFC, a couple of different things, right? I think the Eagles, and it's hard to argue otherwise mm -hmm. have taken a step back from a personnel standpoint. Right. And and sometimes Eagles fans get upset about that, but they had the best roster in the league last year by a lot. I mean, they had the best team in franchise history last year. Elliot, there was kind of nowhere to go from there, but down a little yeah. bit. Right. By the way, that doesn't mean they can't win the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean they're not the favorites in the NFC. They are. And I think that they should be because they've done a very good job of having the next guy at several key spots waiting in the wings, the heir apparent ready there, or at least multiple options there, right? They've got three guys that could conceivably start at safety. That said, I think it's really hard to argue that whoever those two guys that start are, are going to be better than Epps and Gardner Johnson. Like, you just can't argue mm -hmm. that. Like, I think it's impossible to argue that their linebacking core is going to be as good as T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White were last year. I mean, no matter how high you are on the Kobe Dean, even at right guard, right? I mean, Elliot, anybody that watched the preseason games last year knows nobody likes Cam Jurgens more than me. Nobody, yep. right? But I've never seen the guy play guard. I've never seen him play guard. And I can speak to this. It's a lot different. Center, the guy's right on you. You snap it, you grab it right there. Guard, there's space and time, and it and it's it's a different, it, it's just a different mechanism, and so we'll see. You know, I think it's uh, unlikely that either Jurgens or Steen is as good as Sam. Al Sam Alo is good. Yeah, you know, he's I, very I, I underrated. I thought he would get more money 100%. than that. So yeah. clearly, to me, the Eagles at a bunch of spots. Even though I still think they'll be good, I still think they'll be okay. I don't believe they're as good as the 2022 version at those spots. And that said, there are other guys that can be even better. I think maybe they're better at running back. I think Jalen Hurts can maybe even play a little better, et cetera. What I would tell you, though, is I think the Eagles take a little bit of a step back. I think the Niners are a real wild card 
with the health of the quarterback position and the O-line a little bit at right tackle. But I think the Javon Hargrave signing is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a liability for the Niners last year. They had good edge rushers. Armstead's a good player. Kinlaw got killed. Okay? Landon Dickerson and Mylotta killed that dude. Meanwhile, Hargrave, I still don't know if Eagles fans appreciate enough how good he was. The Hargrave is a bad, bad man. And so for the Niners, Elliot, to take the Eagles' best D tackle and add him, that's a bull like that was a we're gonna win the NFC championship move by the Niners. We're gonna take your best and put them mm-hmm. on our team. Um, so I think the Niners will be right there. The team I actually think took the biggest step forward roster-wise is the Dallas Cowboys. 100%. They really needed a number two wide receiver. Brandon Cooks is good. Like, he's not a number one anymore, but he'll be a real good number two with Dak. And I think Gallup, a year removed from the ACL, he was not good last year. Gallup will be better. And then on defense, they desperately needed a number two corner. And Stephon Gilmore might not be the defensive player of the year in the NFL anymore, but he's going to be a darn good number two opposite Trayvon Diggs. I thought those were fantastic moves for the Cowboys. The, the one big knock I have on the Cowboys, and this is the thing, all these teams have questions, is Mike McCarthy is the play caller. I mean, I yeah. do radio in Dallas sometimes, Elliot. They all wanted him out of there. They all wanted Kellen Moore gone. I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> in the last four years, the only team that scored more points and had more yards than the Dallas Cowboys is the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. By the way, how many games did Danucci and Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush start? And they still had those stats. Yet they ran him out of town, which is laughable, so that Mike McCarthy can say, I'm not trying to get a head job like Kellen Moore. I want to run the ball so that our defense can rest. Like that, That is like music to the ears of the entire rest of the NFC. I actually think, Elliot, I've been saying this like on the Even Money podcast, my betting podcast, that if there was ever a year to take a longer shot team to win a conference, I think that there's some merit to like the Seahawks or the Lions. That was exactly the team I was going to say. In the NFC. Seattle. Yep. Seahawks and Lions in the NFC. I can paint a picture when we look at the negative of the Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys, clearly the three best, I can paint a picture where the Lions and Seahawks have taken a step forward because they have, personnel-wise. And I could see one of them, maybe both, one of them going on a run to the NFC Championship game and maybe winning it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. So I agree with you on Seattle. One of my favorite long bets this year is for them, and it's not that long since it's divisional. I think they're like plus 450, is to win their division. My official stance on the Niners is, I do not care about them until they have a quarterback. I agree with you. Like Hargrave, good signing. They have a great roster. It's like saying I have a great car, but who knows if the engine's going to start. Like it just doesn't matter to me. So I, that's why I asked you about the Cowboys because I think they did improve a lot. And I'm cu- curious for your opinion as a former player. One thing I think all the teams will fight. The Chiefs, they're used to it a little, but the Eagles too. Like the complacency of coming off a Super Bowl. Because when I look at the Cowboys, I think the rosters between them and the Eagles are not that different. I mean, the the Niners have, sorry, not the Niners. The Cowboys have some offensive line issues. The Eagles do not. But they have probably the second best quarterback in the conference. They have very good skill players. They added in the secondary. So do you think, and obviously the, the risk for the Eagles in the division is if you either finish first, you're probably getting that number one seed or your fifth as that top wild card. As a former player, And then I want to get you an an AFC question before we get you out of here. But former player, what do you think the hardest part is of coming off of a season where you were in the Super Bowl and had that kind of success? Like how mentally, like how tough is this going to be for Sirianni and Jalen Hurts to get their roster going again off of last year? I believe, and I have not been in that situation, but talking with guys, I believe the hardest part is that you just want to get back to January again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way, though. Like, you want to get back to January. You want to go to the playoffs. You want to win the playoff games. You want to win the Super Bowl. You want to show you can do it. But there's so much time between now and then. So it's like anything else. It's nothing at the end is guaranteed unless you do what you need to do that day. Um, I would also say specifically in the Eagles situation, not only did they lose seven starters, and they've got a lot of young guys coming in. Young guys a lot of times means growing pains. They also, Elliot, were unusually healthy last year. 100%. And I think part of it is they just played a long season. I mean, they played till, what was it, like February 12th or something? Yep. And so um, the odds that the Eagles are as healthy this year, very low. They've got longtime stalwarts in their mid-30s, and it would really be bad, especially Lane Johnson or Jason Kelsey, 
But even if Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham got hurt, that would be tough. You know, the odds are, Elliot, that one of them probably does get hurt this year. I mean, right? Yeah. And then even like you have two 30-plus-year-old corners that I don't even – they didn't miss a game last year. The odds of that happening again this year, not real good. So I think that's part of it is you're, you're kind of looking forward because you want to get back to where you were. And also the length of the season combined with the age, I think, becomes um, a recipe for for more more injuries. So when you look at the NFC, you look at, obviously, Jalen, I think we would agree, top quarterback in that conference. And then, you know, Dak, like Jared Goff, you could even make an argument for number three. There's just not that powerhouse quarterback ranking or group of quarterbacks that there are in the AFC. I'm curious for your opinion on the AFC. I think we would both agree the Chiefs go in as the favorite. You said the Eagles have the best roster in the NFL. I think we could debate that. This sounds like before the Super Bowl, everyone said that, and then the Chiefs won. Like, I think as long as you have Mahomes and Andy, you have the best roster, like regardless of who has the better right guard. But when you look at the AFC, I'm curious how you would stack up the teams after the Chiefs. And to, to get more specific, the Bills are a team I think a lot about going into next year because I think there's a perception that maybe they've taken a bit of a step back or Josh Allen did, uh, you know, didn't have a great year last year. I wonder about their window. Like how many more years can you just be knocking on the door and then not do it? Like what do you think the pressure is on the Bills this year to, this year to finally break through? And where do you rank them in the AFC? It's a good question. Um, I, I think that they're in a tough spot. I feel like the Jets have improved greatly with Rodgers. I mean, quarterback's so important, and they were inept at that position. The Dolphins, I mean, the Vic Fangio hiring is significant. I have no idea what Josh Boyer was doing in some of those games last year, uh, namely the playoff game against the Bills. I thought Josh Boyer kind of blew that game yeah. for the for the Miami Dolphins. And you start to look at the personnel for the Dolphins. I mean, you know, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey at corner. You know, I mean, the edge rushers they have with Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, uh, Christian Wilkins inside. They have a very, very good team. I think there's the potential that the Bills finish third in the division. Wow. Now, I don't know that that'll happen, but – I am I'm curious about the Bills. I don't really see any upgrades for the Bills or certainly not major upgrades on either side of the ball whereas their competition around them specifically in their division has done so. Um you know I, I still think the Bengals are clearly the second best team in the AFC and they've kind of proven that the last couple of years and they've even you know brought in a guy like Orlando Brown um, which is why I, I I think it's interesting that the Bills gave Sean McDermott a contract extension because if Sean McDermott, if the Buffalo Bills, Elliot, were in Philadelphia, our conversation right now would be Sean McDermott on the hot seat. And per, yep, 100%. It, it, is he able to get this team over the hump? I think because of Buffalo where it's located – um, I do think that I played there for three years. They're, they're like nicer. They're, they're like they're like easier on their sports teams. Yeah. And also they had 
a, a crazy long drought without making the playoffs. So they're maybe rightfully extremely appreciative of McDermott and the success he's brought and them being in the mix every year. Yeah, I agree. I think McDermott should absolutely be on the hot seat. If I were the Bills and you have to shake something up, you're not getting rid of Josh Allen anytime soon, obviously. So, like, the only other thing you can really change is the head coach. Coach, I'll be interested to see. I mean, if they finish third, I think you almost just have to eat the money and fire him. But the last question I have for you, and I feel like I could talk to you for four hours. It just feels too quick. But the quarterback rankings, big topic this offseason. It's also a sign that it is the offseason we get into it this much. I'm curious what you, who your top five would be and to focus on Jalen because he feels like the, the, the kind of player where if you have him seventh, everyone's mad. If you put him third, you're, you're like high on him. Curious where your rankings would be and where you think Jalen belongs. Yeah, um, I think it's re- I think what what is tough with Jalen is it's only a one year sample size. Yeah. Uh, in terms of him playing at this high of a level, at least. Right. And then number two, man, they had they had a good team around him. I mean, the best O-line in the league, probably the best wide receiving duo in the league. I think maybe the third best tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas Goddard is criminally underrated. Agreed. I mean, Jalen, it's kind of the argument people have against Sirianni, right? Which is, boy, he couldn't have been in a more perfect situation. That said, he still made the plays. Um, off the top of my head right now, I would have it Mahomes one. I think Mahomes is clearly one. I think I would go Burrow two because of what he's done in the postseason. I think Josh Allen three. Josh Allen does not have around him what Jalen Hurts has around him in Philadelphia. And it's amazing. You watch some games and Josh Allen – carries that entire team on his back. So he would be three for me. Four would be Jalen Hurts and the best in the NFC. Yeah. And then five's interesting. I I don't really have a guy. Five to me is up for grabs. I I think I'd probably go Herbert right now. Herbert's really impressive. I don't know if you've seen He's got to win something though eventually. Like this is the year. I agree, but also it's like they were up by 20 points in the playoffs. Like, is it his fault that the defense... Well, I think we would blame other quarterbacks for that. Like, that's one yeah. of the worst playoffs losses we've seen in a while. Yeah, no, I agree. But then, who are you going to put ahead of him? Trevor Lawrence? Like, Yeah, that would, that would be the one. Well, who are I you going to put we, ahead of him that's won something? No, I, I mean, Rodgers, but he's kind of old and he took a step back. Lamar, if he bounces back. I think Herbert, to me, is incredibly talented, but he's kind of getting to the point where... Because he doesn't have not have anything around him. He has talent around him. I think his head coach probably sucks, which is their biggest problem. But, yeah, I would probably go Herbert 5 maybe. Lawrence is interesting to me. He's gone to Jacksonville. He's turned it around. My argument for Hurts over Allen would be, if I wanted to push back, I do think Hurts is way smarter with the football. Now, part of that is probably because he's asked to do a little bit less than Josh Allen is. But he does touch the ball a ton, the whole read option stuff they do. And he's incredible. I think that's why Hurts gets underrated. What he's great at doesn't show up on the stat sheet because just a zero as turnovers, but he is one of the best in the league at taking care of the ball. Allen does more to an extent, but I think he can be reckless uh, with, with the I ball. I think that's so. a terrific argument, mm-hmm. and that 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 is the argument, right? Yeah. Like, Allen is asked to do more, and Allen carries the team more, I feel like, at times, but he also has negatives and turnovers that cost them a couple games every year that Hurts hasn't really had. 
Yeah, which is funny because the the Super Bowl for Hertz is such a great example of what he can be. But then that uncharacteristic turnover, I mean, it really killed him. Like that was massive in the game. So, all right, Ross, we are going to get you out of here. It's been far too short, like I said. I could do more AFC, more NFC. I could even talk to you about, like I said. The That's all right. You'll get me on the Go Birds pod. Uh, yeah, we'll, get you, we'll get you on Go Birds. We'll do way more of this in-depth stuff. For those that don't, you're being an absolute fool if you're not following Ross, not just for football. He's got the food rankings. He's got everything going on and all types of pods. So, Ross, thank you so much for coming on, man. And uh, I will I will definitely talk to you soon. Of course, Elliot. My pleasure. I'll probably see you Thursday. Thank you. Can't wait.